Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. We posted this article on April 13th. You're looking at April 17th. So many of you, though, said you missed it. You didn't have time to read it. Whatever. Had a couple of you write, say, Why are you giving us articles? Give us audio news updates and rumors. Well, alright. What I think from actually messaging a couple of you and asking more about what do you mean by that? You guys would rather have quick thoughts, quick news, quick rumors than just holding them and getting them all together to put out a hour-long podcast or even an article. And I was like, well, okay. I said, even if they're 10, 15 minutes. And a lot of you that I actually talked to were like, that would be great. I can listen to that real quick in between classes. I can listen to that on my lunch break. I can listen to that on the way home. I can even, you know, stick in some earbuds and listen to that while I'm watching the kids or I'm at a game or whatever. So, okay. So what we're going to do is, or what we're going to try to do is make me work a little harder. And when I see something kind of plug in, record something pretty quick, and give you some insight to what's going on. I also talked to a couple of you guys about uh, WrestleMania week in Dallas, different shows, and seeing what was going on at, like, Joey Janela's spring break, at Bloodsport. Um... Obviously, at WrestleMania and NXT staying the deliver and different things like that. Many of you want to hear about those best matches. Many of you want a Raw or SmackDown, more like analysis. And a lot of you stressed, I don't want to know that they did a Hurricane Rana off the top rope. I want to know, hey, what does this mean in storyline, or did that move cause them to be injured? Did it cause them to be kayfabe hurt, which led to the ending of the match? Things like that. Because so many of you, I, I drop things in Twitter, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, different places, so many of you were like, you know, you might have told Reddit that Brock Lesnar has broken ribs, but I don't follow you on Reddit because I don't use Reddit, so I didn't know that, and you're acting like on Instagram, I should. So, that's another thing, I want to put it out here in audio so that you guys do realize that. And by the way, guys, Brock Lesnar does have broken ribs from WrestleMania 38. Uh, Redmond Reigns also got hurt. That's when they decided, with the referee, to go home early. 
they went home about 12 to 14 minutes early, guys. There was not blood that they had been promising. In every promo, we're coming for blood. They were going to do blood uh, in this particular match. We didn't get that because they went home early. And it was because both people were injured. Brock Lesnar literally left right after that WrestleMania 38 match. He got on his private plane and he went back to Saskatchewan, Canada. So let's talk. I got enough over, I'd say, the last 10, 12 days to put together a women's only news and rumors section and like I said a lot of you read bits and pieces or you skimmed and you really didn't get the context so I even threw out there you know my first one was talking about Ronda Rousey Charlotte Flair even threw out a big shout out to JD from New York in 206 who does the big off the script podcast, calling Ronda Rousey, Ronda Drowsy all the time, and what we found out, Wrestlemania week, and then after at the Raw Wrestlemania, and then by going to SmackDown, we found out that, you know, there were a lot of people backstage talking about how they thought Ronda's promos had went kind of down. They thought backstage that when she was very passionate about certain things that you could tell that she really came off good with promos. Um, Personally, I don't know about that because she just must not be passionate about Charlotte Flair and their match at all. And I can't believe that. I mean, how do you not get passionate about that? A lot of you have written in and said, It's Charlotte. It's not Rhonda. Um, guys, no. It's Rhonda. Do I want to throw Rhonda under the bus? No. I think she's an awesome athlete. She's an awesome person. She appears to be um, a nice person and someone that you get along with. Do I know that? No. But here's the thing. Charlotte Flair, we have seen in wrestling for, what, six, eight years now, nine years, and we've seen her grow. We know what she can do. And she's kick-ass on the mic. I mean, look at the interview that she gave on Friday Night Smackdown, when Drew Gulak was poking at her. So, here's the thing. Rhonda is not good at memorizing scripts. She said that before. She said it's rough when she has movies for her to memorize scripts. And since WWE has been making her try to memorize these scripts, she's been failing. Plus, when Paul Heyman came in 
and was talking about how he'd be willing to help her on or off TV like he did when she first came in. They said, what do you think the issue is? And he said, memorizing scripts. So then they went to bullet points. The problem is, instead of giving her three to five bullet points, they're giving her ten to fifteen. She can't remember them. Guys, no one can. If I gave you fifteen bullet points that I want you to hit in a fifteen-minute promo of a back and forth with you and somebody else, give me a break. It's not how happening. So... They're wanting to work with her. Well, how about you do what she did two years ago? You give her three to five bullet points. You have her be passionate about them. And you have her play off of the person she is with. It doesn't matter really what Rhonda says. Have her say two sentences and let Charlotte carry this for three to five minutes. Rhonda says, you know, two or three things back. Charlotte carries it again for another three minutes. It's not that hard. Come on. Now, Rhonda and Charlotte was awful. We all know that. Management seemed to appear to be shocked when so many fans were going to the concession stand, to the bathroom, that they didn't cheer at what they thought would be appropriate moments. Management, come on. You've got to know better. So, even though they were disappointed with the WrestleMania match, they said, we have to do it again at Backlash. And so many of you were like, why? Well, here's why. Because they had already set up a month of events between them. They're going on a very quick European tour where they're hitting London on a Friday night and Paris on a Saturday night. They wanted a big women's main event match and Charlotte and Rhonda are it. They felt that it would give Rhonda time to really get comfortable, to really understand the nuances that could happen in a wrestling match. And then they were going to accumulate all of this on May 8th at Backlash. The problem is, the build for WrestleMania was so bad. People were begging to insert Asuka or Bailey in it in a run-in to make it exciting. As friends of mine, the only reason why they watched the match was to see if there was a run-in while they were making fun of it. But what did they do? They gave us an I Quit match. As soon as I heard that, I banged my head into the nearest wall because, oh my god. An I quit match to me signifies, oh my god, 30 minutes at least. 
least 30 minutes of my time is going to be wasted in seeing stunts, weapons, running around the arena. And if they don't give us those three things, I'm going to bang my head at some more. But the thing is, it's 30 minutes at least before you can get someone to say, I quit. Now, we all know that some I quit matches have been longer. Yeah, I know. I know the thought of them going longer after watching that WrestleMania 38 match that they did. Ugh. Anyway, I don't understand. Put them in an octagon. Call Dana White. Hey, when are you not doing anything? We want to borrow your octagon. Because that's where Ronda's home. If you want Ronda to win this backlash match convincingly, you should have put it in an octagon or at least put her in a cage. See, when I talk to sources, they say they aren't sure anymore who's going to win this. And I'm like, what? So when the decision was made for Charlotte to win WrestleMania, it was automatically a no-brainer to everyone in WWE Creative, plus all of you fans out there, that Ronda was going to win at Backlash. Now, uh, maybe not. They're not sure that they want Ronda to carry the championship for the next year, basically. To meet Becky at WrestleMania 39. They're hearing, I'm hearing that there's a strong possibility Charlotte may win in some kind of nefarious manner that Shayna, Shayna Baszler, comes out, plays a role in it where she is the friend of Rhonda, and that leads to them forming a tag team. This was brought to everybody's attention when different producers, different people in management, Saw them working together. I believe it was on Rhonda's Instagram. That's why in the lead up, the build up to WrestleMania 38, you saw some footage of that because it was that good. So, Rhonda's a different person when she's around people that make her happy, doing things that make her happy. WWE wants to see, will the WWE Universe buy that? Could we be seeing a team of the MMA badasses as a tag team? Well, as Shayna Baszler said this week, soon, very soon. I think so too. I think... By the end of May, we have this tag team. 
Will WWE blow it and make them baby faces? God, I hope not. But, guys, think about it. They probably will. I don't want them to be. I want them to be the badass heels that they are. Can you see Shayna and Rhonda? The MMA badasses, the submission queens against the high-flying, athletic, acrobatic group of Sasha Banks and Naomi. You could build one heck of a match. And you can have different singles matches out of that. Can you see the legit boss telling Mrs. Snap, Nap, or Nap anything, anything at all? Yeah, I can see Sasha saying, Shayna, you're not and Shayna pouncing on her. Here, here's my money. Take it. Just take it right now. I want to see this. I want to see Sasha and Naomi win the first time using their athleticism and making Shayna and Rhonda actually go back, watch tape, figure out how, what technique they can use in order to break them. And then at Money in the Bank, Rhonda and Shayna win. Because, see, here's the thing. You can make all of those fall stories. I mean, think about it. The fall premium live events that suck. You can make them exciting. Because as you build this tag team, you have them getting jealous of each other. Well, that's natural. And then you have one of them turn on the other. And there is your ready-made program of Shayna versus Rhonda during the fall. Here, take more of my money. Because WWE is going to say, let's do it. Let's do it at SummerSlam. Guys, that's July 30th. And then they're going to say, let's do it again at the UK Premium Live event. Oh, that one's September. No, 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 no. Leave them together. Let them kill and snap people and do. Don't rush this like you do everything, WWE. You want to take your time. You want to build this. Allow this to take up our October, our November. Possibly final match in December as Ronda gets ready for WrestleMania 39. Will you see this? Yes. Will it be as great as I've made it? No.
and it'll break my heart. And you'll hear all about it here on Pro Wrestling Overtime. The other three or four stories I've got are put out another podcast episode. Matter of fact, I'll probably record it after this one. But, guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you realize that there is a strong possibility that Charlotte may win. I feel like they'll pull that back at the last minute. We'll see Ronda. But I think you're going to see Shayna and Ronda as a tag team soon. I'm hoping by the end of May. They may put it off, though. We may not see it until July. But anyway, guys, I look forward to talking to you guys soon, and hopefully I'll see you down the road.